Day Joy. Of course, today on this Choose You Tuesday, it's all about you and how you can get unstuck. It is the key to you being literally breaking through to your best and your highest self. So today we have brought in an incredible, incredible man. His name is Devin Bruff. Okay, he's an author. He's a speaker. He's a breakthrough coach. Now you have to definitely talk to me about what a breakthrough coach is. So a lot of people feel stuck in various areas of their life. It yeah. might be in their relationship, their career, mm-hmm. the relationship they have with themselves. So being stuck in guilt, shame, anger, resentment. Mm-hmm. Now, a breakthrough coach, I want to help people to break free from the strongholds that hold them back from stepping into purpose. Wow. I mean, also on your CV, you're also a, a property developer and a consultant. Is there anything you don't do, Devin? I just want to make sure that I'm crossing everything on the list. We have this one life to live. And I think as we evolve, we're going to find that in different seasons, we get turned on by different industries. In one season, our creative side will come out. In another, our writing side. Mm. In another, corporate and finances. And the key is we're constantly evolving as humans. I love that. So you wrote this book, Get Over It, a real life solution to getting unstuck and break free. Now, the over is spelled O-V-A. So you're going to break, th- break it down as to what the OVA is and, of course, why you wrote this book. Absolutely. So the OVA, to start there, stands for Ownership, Vision mm-hmm. and Action. Love and that. in that particular order, a lot of books talk about crafting a vision or taking mm. action and growing discipline. But if you haven't taken ownership of your past, yeah. it's like you're climbing Mount Everest with a rucksack with 100 kilos. You're not going to get very fast and you're not going to go very far. Mm. So you've kind of got to look at your childhood traumas, your core wounds. And a lot of us have faced abuse, betrayal, rejection, abandonment, and even disapproval. Mm. And we almost carry around these emotions of anger, resentment, shame, guilt, jealousy even. And we can't craft a big vision for our life if we inherently feel undeserving, Mm. unworthy, or not enough. Mm. So taking full ownership is going, every experience has been the perfect experience I needed to have. Mm. I have grown through the pain, grown through the challenges. And I really believe pain challenges and obstacles are there to grow character, to stretch us, to show us what we're capable Mm. of doing. Then once we've taken full ownership, we move on to crafting a vision that gets us excited. Mm. So I wake up at 4.30 in the morning without my alarm because I'm so excited to do what I do. Did you say without your alarm? How does that work? I always wake up like five, ten minutes before my alarm because I'm genuinely excited to... Uh, do what I do. I love what I do. Mm. I love who I am and I love the people who are in my life. So I have that internal modus of inspiration. I don't need to look for it outside of myself. It comes from within. So because I have a vision that excites me to the core, I feel empowered to take action steps towards it. And Mm. a lot of times people feel stuck because they don't have a vision. Mm. They don't know who they want to be. They don't know what they want to achieve in life. So Mm. it's almost like you're a boat floating around on the ocean, but you're going nowhere slowly because your vision is like putting your destination in to a GPS. Absolutely. Your GPS is useless unless you input your destination. So Facts. once you have a vision, it helps you to inform the choices that you're making. Absolutely. And then finally, the A, this is action. Mm. And this is really where rubber meets the road. And there's an interesting stat. 10% will, 90% won't when it comes to taking action. The wow. numbers never change, only the faces. And your listeners today need to make a decision. Do they want to be part of that 10%? Mm. But once you've taken ownership, once you have this vision, it becomes more empowered to craft discipline and to take action. Mm. And all of a sudden, six months' time, you look back at your life and it can be unrecognizable because all of a sudden you've achieved momentum. 
Sure. You know what? What I love about this book is that it actually has been born out of you and your life experiences. You're not just writing just for the sake of adding to the self-help book catalog. You've lived through being stuck and then you've actually implemented the over method, if you will, mm. to getting unstuck and now to being at the place you were. So talk to me about the beginning of where your journey of, of, of number one, being stuck and then getting unstuck. Sure. I firmly believe that we are gifted with the mess Mm. to have a message. So the pain challenges and obstacles that come into our life are a gift so that eventually our darkest moments can be the light for someone else who's still suffering if we have the courage to be vulnerable. So Mm -hmm. in my own story, I was born into a family of overachievers. Mm. My mother had an all-girl band called Clout in the 70s and 80s. They did the song Substitute and Save Me. So they were our biggest export before Ladysmith Black Mombazo. They sold 16 million albums worldwide. My grandfather was a renowned surgeon. He was a scratch golfer, Springbok rugby player. He rented a fleet of aircraft to the Air Force. Mm. So I was born into a family where I felt like I had really big shoes to fill. Mm. And there was no pressure on me externally, but internally, my narrative was that in order to be deserving of love, mm-hmm. I had to be successful. Sure. So in my 20s, sure. I would be manipulative, divisive, and dishonest to win at all costs mm. because my greatest fear was the fear of being inadequate. And our ego, which is really not our amigo, that wanted to protect me from my greatest fear. But mm. the, the payoff of being manipulative, divisive, and dishonest was guilt and shame. Mm. And as humans, we tend to want to escape from the hard things in life. So instead of facing my pain, instead of facing the stuff that I needed to deal with, my escape became drugs and alcohol. Mm. And for me, I was my own worst enemy. And for us, we can choose, are we gonna be our own best friend or our worst enemy? Mm. So the voices in my head constantly labeled me a failure, that I'm a bad human, I'm gonna amount to nothing. And this was all the guilt and shame that I was carrying around. And it just led me into a really dark place where I didn't want to face the music. Mm. Until the age of 33, where finally I'd had enough. After a six day bender, um, my brother arrived at the place where I was hiding out for six days. My Mm. phone had been off. Nobody knew if I was safe, if I was okay. And when I saw my brother, I just burst into tears. And for the first time in my life, I surrendered and I accepted that I needed help. Mm. And I think for, especially for men to say, I cannot do this on my own and I need help. I always thought that that was a weakness. But in the moment that I threw up my hands and said, I need help, I surrender. It was my greatest moment of strength. And I would not be where I am today had that moment not transpired. Mm. I then went for four months of inpatient treatment at a rehab center. And that was like compressing every self-help book into a four month program. Wow. For the first time I had to face the abandonment and rejection that I'd had from my father, mm. uh, the childhood traumas that I'd gone through. And even if you grew up in a family where you think everything was okay, maybe there was some disapproval. Maybe there was a parent who pushed you to get A grades or to make the best sports team. Mm. And what they taught you is that in order to be deserving of love, you need to be perfect. So that's where perfectionism comes Mm. in. That's where sometimes a woman will date a man who makes her feel slightly insecure or is a narcissist because she feels it's her role to rescue and save because I have to work for love. Mm. 
So after that, that is why I wrote this book because so many people are stuck and I just wanted to share my mess as a message to help just that one person who feels like they're so alone. And Mm. when we're vulnerable, the most beautiful experience happens. You connect on a deep level with others. We all think we need to be perfect, but when we share our imperfections, Mm. that is where we really connect. Sure. Listen, we're going to delve deep into the book um, just after two o'clock. The book is called Get Over It from uh, Devin Broff. Now it is going to be quite a transformative moment for you simply because today we are talking about getting unstuck. You know, you may feel stuck like your life is literally not moving forward, whether it's in your career, your personal relationships, in finances, you know, where you just feel trapped to your circumstances. And today we brought in Devin Broff. He's an author. He's a speaker, breakthrough coach, amongst many things. He wrote this book. It's called Get Over it, right? And it's really just a manual on how to get unstuck. So Devin, you say the three pillars or the three keys to getting unstuck is over, which is ownership, vision, and action. Let's start with ownership, right? What is it, number one? And also, how is this? what steps do we need to take in order to really activate ownership in this process? Ownership can be summarized by saying you need to take 100% responsibility for where you are right now in your life. Because mm-hmm. where you are, even if you're stuck, is because of the choices that you've made in your past. And often we've got to understand how your own brain works because your brain wants to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. Your brain isn't really interested in you growing or expanding. The brain is just going, am I going to be eaten? Am I safe? Mm -hmm. So if you've been miserable for most of your life, your brain wants to keep you miserable because it wants the familiar. Anything that's unfamiliar is seen to be unsafe. Mm -hmm. So if you're on a journey of growth, healing, breakthrough, you've often got to go against your own thinking. Mm. And I like to tell people your best thinking got you into the mess to start with. And to get out of the mess, you've got to start challenging the way that you see the world. And if Mm. you want to achieve breakthrough in your career Mm. or in any external area, you've got to first break through internally. If you want to experience joy, happiness out in the world, you've got to experience within yourself Mm. first. So ownership is taking full accountability. What happened to us as children, whether your parents divorced, whether there was emotional unavailability, abuse, abandonment, no matter how severe the trauma was that you went through, as a child, you had no control of what happened to Mm. you. But as an adult, you've got 100% responsibility to change your perception of the event Mm. and thereby changing the meaning that you attach to it. Mm. And as adults, we have 100% control to do that. You can never change an event that happens. You can't go back and reprogram the event, yeah, but yeah. you can reprogram your thinking and the meaning that you've attached it. There's actually something you wrote in the book, which actually was an aha moment for me. I want to quote it. It says, every event in life is actually neutral. I had to read that like f- a few times, right? And you carry on saying, we attach meaning to it. We like to label events when in truth, every situation is just, it just is. It is through the lens of our perception that an event becomes something. Mm. Drops mic. Drops mic. Listen, there's a voice note that came through for you. Uh, let's see. Hi, Andy. Devin just gave a synopsis of his book, but I'm definitely going to get it. I think it's something that most of us need. And it's not your just typical self-help book. You know, I think from his experiences, most of us can actually relate. And that's the truth about it. Also, I think it's also an easy read. I mean, we were talking about this off air, that there's like so many short little chapters you feel like okay i'm getting through the book because you know when you go go into a self-help book you're thinking okay here comes the cycle babble Mm -hmm. here we go let's get through this 
10 chapters down, you're like, okay, I think I've helped enough. So let's talk about vision, right? Now, vision is, I mean, you mentioned there was a GPS um a GPS uh, analogy that you used, right? Sure. Which was you. It's it, GPS is useless without you know putting in a destination. Let's unpack vision. Perfect. So especially this is the right time of the year to unpack having a vision. Yeah. And having a vision is not just the things that you want to have in your life. A lot of people think it's the car or the house or the stuff, but it's actually who do you want to be as a person? Mm. What experiences do you want to have? How do you need to grow in order to have those experiences? And most importantly. How do you want to serve the world? What mm. difference do you want to make? So I break vision down into a variety of areas and I make the vision come alive for myself by writing a power life script. So I place myself in my nirvana state. So in five or 10 years from now, I play through how my day unfolds from mm. waking up in the morning. What do I see? What am I experiencing? I engage all the senses. What am I smelling? What am I listening to? Who am I with? Mm. How do I feel? Am I feeling grateful, joyous, appreciative? excited and I play through a whole day and I actually write that script down I refine it until it gives me goosebumps so that script who am I seeing what am I doing what experiences am I having and then Mm. I actually record it and I listen to that when I wake up in the morning and sometimes when I go to bed at night and Mm. if I'm ever having a dip if I ever have a moment where humanness comes to the fall where we go am I doing the right thing we start doubting ourselves self-doubt sets in and it's so nice to have that tool where you remind yourself of your vision and that is your why a lot of people write about what's your purpose leading Mm. with purpose knowing your why and your vision is the most relevant why you will ever craft that is why you're waking up every single morning so if you don't have a vision then you're probably driving to work going oh just another day and you're repeating day by day and calling that a life Mm. and I believe that there's so much more for us so if you're not setting a vision you're just ambling about and it's difficult to make choices so then when your friends are saying do you you want to come out and have 10 shots of tequila if you know what your vision is and what you want to achieve you can make healthy decisions for yourself Mm. it raises your level of self-worth and just filters into every area of your life listen we got a tweet here from uh, Eswin and as when he says, I personally am stuck in the unemployment lane, three long years, which feels like decades, but things will fall into place soon, waiting for you to dive into the book. So let's talk, talk about, you know, the realities of life. You know, there are lots of people, especially the youths of, of this country who are unemployed and who feel stuck because also, you know, your economic contribution also contributes in terms of how, how it is that you are seen and treated into society. How can people implement this particular book and, you know, get unstuck? What is the key? in terms of the methodology to get unstuck you know it may not you know um, um, result in employment but how do you get unstuck in the mind no matter what is happening around you you have a hundred percent control of how you feel and how you show up so regardless of your circumstances you can align when it comes to your thinking your feeling and the actions that you're taking so mm-hmm. thoughts are the language of your mind Your thoughts determine how you feel, which is the language of your body. And your thoughts and feelings together will drive your behavior. Mm. So I'm going to use an example. If you're sitting and you're unemployed and in your head, you're you're already thinking defeating thoughts. I'm useless. I'm never going to get a job. It's going to awaken feelings of anxiety and stress. That anxiety and stress is not going to empower you to go out and take action, whether that's uh, replying to job posts on LinkedIn, going down to local businesses, seeing if they need uh, 
somebody to come and help them or going and volunteering, whatever it may be. So it all starts with your thoughts. Mm. Your thoughts will trigger your feelings. So now if you go, hey, I'm unemployed, but I know I've got what it takes. I'm going to adopt a positive mindset. That positive mindset will make you feel excited. And the key is anxiety and excitement are the same emotion just on different sides of the spectrum. Anxiety is rooted in the negative and excitement is rooted in the positive. So going out and seeking a job could be something that is really exciting. Mm. And whether you get nine no's to lead to the one yes, it's with every no seeing it not as a rejection, but a redirection to something even bigger. Sorry to to cut you off there. So there is a particular um, quote from, is it, it's Oprah. And also leads to something you were saying is that I think it was your life coach in rehab. I think you mentioned that um, he used to say there was a quote that he said to you. Right. And it also triggered something in me because I remember watching this interview and I was just I was so taken aback by it, which was you are exactly where you need to be in this present moment. Your job is to figure out why. Because every chapter in your life is there to teach you something and also to awaken you to to what, whatever it is that you need um, to to move forward and to get into a, your, your best self. And I, I understand it, it sounds like psychobabble, especially when you are unemployed, right? However, when you get employment, you're still going to be the same person. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's get into action. That's the third um, um, segment of the over method. So action is really the hardest part because by by nature, sometimes we become lazy Mm. and taking action is where we face the potential of rejection. Mm. And that's why I reframe rejection to a redirection. And when it comes to taking action, it's all about building discipline. Mm. Discipline is the one habit that sets the haves apart from the have nots. Mm. So whether it's going to gym, whether it's going out and looking for that job, replying to job posts on LinkedIn, the people who take action build momentum and they've got a greater chance of succeeding. And action is really where rubber hits the road and where we've actually got to show up for ourselves. And constantly, you know, as humans, we don't show up for ourselves. And I want to use a simple example. We make an intention the night before that we're going to wake up at 6 Mm a.m. And we set an alarm. Setting the alarm is making a promise to ourselves to wake up at 6. And the first thing that happens in the morning is we hit the snooze button. So the first act of a fresh morning, we've just confirmed that we are useless and incapable of showing up for ourselves. And I know it sounds so small, but if you can't wake up at the time that you said you were going to wake up, Mm. how are you going to get to gym when you said you wanted to get to gym? How are you going to eat healthy food over just grabbing fast food? And if you can't take responsibility and take action with the small tasks Mm. in life, Mm. how are you going to be given the big tasks to get taken care of and you know that's actually so true because there was a year in my life it was 2018 I was still in Cape Town and I remember my life was in complete disarray there was nothing nothing made sense I mean I was employed I was earning money but I knew that my path it was not making sense I had no control as to where I was and I remember going into therapy and I said to my therapist with my first session I said I don't know why I'm here but I know I need to be here and we started unpacking things and, you know, I think after a month, I started going to gym. 
because I thought, okay, I just need a routine, something, because my life is just everywhere. And just to, to what you were talking about in terms of discipline, and I realized just from the discipline of just going to the gym and I'm committing to something three times a week, the discipline spills over into other things because you're mm. learning, what is it? Is it it's a routine and you, you, you spill over that particular discipline into other aspects of your life. So I absolutely 100% agree. And sometimes you don't start discipline from doing the thing, the mm. action. You start about doing something small, committing to something small, and you, you, you increment from that point onwards. Sometimes the problem with the New Year's resolutions is yeah. we wake up on the 1st of January and we say, I'm going to fix the relationship with my parents. Yes. I'm going to start gymming. I'm going to get a new job. We have this big list of to-dos and we try to tackle everything at yes. once. And it becomes so overwhelming that we just throw in the towel and give up. And discipline is built one action at a time. So, true. so if you're going to start with gymming, start by walking around the block. Mm. Do that for 21 days until it becomes a habit because it's the habits, rituals and routines that we adopt that set us up for excellence. You mm. don't wake up one day and say, I'm going to live a life of excellence. It's your habits, rituals and routines that creates a person of excellence. And it's doing one by one by one, making sure it becomes a habit and then moving on to the next. <laughs> and it's how do, you, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So true. That is Devin Braff, author of Get Over It, your manual and guide to get unstuck and to break free. One last question. What advice do you have for somebody who is stuck right now? Just one piece of advice to activate their, you know, action stage. Right now, we live in a digital age where you have so many tools at your fingertips for free. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go into a store and buy a book. You've got YouTube channels from Tony Robbins to so many celebrities and speakers. You can go and consume hours worth of content. So if you're feeling stuck, there are people who have been stuck before you and you can follow their step-by-step -step blueprint to get unstuck. There's nothing special about me. And a lot of people think, wow, it's amazing you've written a book. And I say, not really. I just, I had a, I took ownership for where I was. Mm. I crafted a vision for where I wanted to be. And then I showed up and started taking action. And any person can do it. There are free tools everywhere all around us. Mm. Ask for help. Sometimes asking people for help is the greatest strength that you can show. Yeah. We feel like we've got to do it all ourselves, but you would be surprised how many people are willing to help you. Mm. You know what, uh, just what you're saying, uh, the analogy that somebody used to say to me is just open the curtain sometimes. Sometimes mm. just open the curtain, just look outside and then see what you see. Devon Broth, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please go and get the book. It's called Get Over It. Somebody asked me if we're going to have this on podcast. Absolutely. We are filming. I've got a full face beat. So, you know, for a fact, it's going to be online. So make sure you check it out on our website, kaya959.co.za.